Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, P. Wrestle me, Miss Mark. Sorry, Wrestle I, I started me, that. Oh, oh. No. well, look, oh, hey, no. look. I mean, it's a terrible start. It's been an it's awful, been show, an awful so show so far. Let's make it more exciting <laughs> by mentioning the names of the two men that we're going to be talking about today. Mm. Uh, they are Rollerball Mark Rocco and Marty Jones. Is it fair to say 2020 has been the year? Of Rollerball Rocco for, well, n- not for Rollerball Rocco, I tell you. It's been awful for Rollerball It's been an iconic year for him. It's been, I would <laughs> say, one of the most important years in his career because what yeah. we've seen this year, sadly, he passed away in July. Mm. Um, but what we've seen with Rollerball Rocco is a reevaluation of his career yeah. and, a, a, and a real reappreciation of a man who was absolutely the top of his game for so many years, a mm. pioneer in this industry, and one of the very few British wrestlers of the 80s and 90s who could have been a star anywhere um, just didn't get the chance. The Wrestling Observer have their annual Hall of Fame uh, edition where people, journalists, retired wrestlers, active wrestlers, historians of wrestling, they all cast votes on who goes into the Hall of Fame. Um, And Rocco missed going in by 10 votes. He was the closest contender to get in who didn't get in. Yeah. So he was very much the runner-up in this year's Hall of Fame. <laughs> that is bad news because not going in this year, his body of work doesn't get bigger. Yeah. It's not a great thing to not go in, uh, certainly in the year that you pass away. Um, but what this got me thinking was, was I was, I was thinking about this for WrestleMemus. And I was like, what is, we, we always talk about, you know, what's the best match of all time mm. in wrestling? Everyone's like, you know, what's the best indie match? What's the best death match and everything? No one really does. What is the best British match that's ever taken place? So I was like, I typed it in. I thought there'll be people who have got nothing, mm. absolutely nothing. The closest that I could find was a list from the uh, UK wrestling magazine, FSM, which is Fighting Spirit magazine. And they, uh, like Rocker, also passed away. Uh, they passed away in August 2019. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> what they did in their final, 
final issue was they did a list of the top 50 matches to ever take place in Britain. Now, the, the lists are subjective, but I would say there is no mention of Dynamite Kid on this list, and there is no <laughs> mention of Mark Rollable Rocco, which seems to me a little bit of a uh, oversight. Lists are always subjective. You, you know, oh, oh, oh sorry, yo, that would have been 51. Mm. You know, um, 19 of the matches that, in the list don't involve anyone British. So they took place <laughs> on British Britain, soil right, okay, in Britain. Yeah. But for example, you know, further down the list, there's Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man Randy Savage from SummerSlam 92. 92. Right. A, a match that really nobody thinks of as being a great match. No, I think at the time, oh, what an honour. Yeah, here. yeah, they're doing it, everything here. Exactly that, but it's it's not by anyone's rule of thumb a a a, a great match. Um, <laughs> there are uh, the the actual number one match because it will be annoying to hear about this and not not know what it is. Uh, was Nigel McGuinness versus Brian Danielson, which took place in in Ring of Honor. I think it was in Liverpool uh, on the twelfth of August two thousand and six. Nigel McGuinness is British, so I, I, I allow that one. You have that one. The second best was Shingo Takagi versus Susumu Yokosuka. Ah, um, oh, good, good old solid British as, as part of Dragon Gate UK. <laughs> so. Well, what what surprised me is there was no mention of Dynamite Kid and, and Rocco, mm. and uh, what there was mention of was uh, Marty Jones, and Marty Jones was a contemporary of Rocco and Dynamite Kid, uh, and he is a forgotten man to some degree when it comes to certainly international conversations about British wrestling. But he he appeared on the list twice. He was there in a match against Terry Rudge from 1973, which is pretty much when he was starting out. And then again in a match uh, against Owen Hart, which took place here in 1987. That's a match that was played out on World of Sport. And really, that was a very early Owen Hart match. And Marty Jones was pretty much at his peak in 87. Mm. You know, he was the last sort of great World of Sport era star who was very much on the top of the cards. Um, but it did make me sort of think, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, there's a list. What I found under that was a tweet from William Regal. And William Regal had got in contact with Fighting Spirit magazine when they put this top 50 <laughs> British Brilliant. wrestling matches out. I love that. And he said, I'm sorry to bring this up, but it's true and important. The most important match, considering so many matches on the top 50 British bouts just follow the style, is Mark Rocco versus Marty Jones from 78. They started the 1980s junior style in the 70s in the UK. Mm. So he, <laughs> I'm not going to say, oh, well, you know, <laughs> everyone's got an opinion, mate. He's William <laughs> Regal. He is probably, you know, uh, you, there's an argument to be made that he is the most important British export wrestler at a time when Br- British wrestling was on its arse. He was the the one man who was flying the flag for that traditional world of sports style. As his career went on, people were like, he wrestles unlike anyone else and it's magical. Mm. And people began looking at world of sport and then it became, it was a renaissance uh, of sorts. This is all very much skirting over bigger sort of <laughs> issues and things. I'm just trying to get this done within 25. Um, so the match itself, this, this match um, that took place is Mark Rocco versus Marty Jones. Um, it took place uh, for two belts. So Marty Jones held the light heavyweight championship and uh, Mark Rocco held the heavy middleweight championship. There was enough of a gap that the two of those were different weight belts, which of course is how we did it. We used to do it in Britain on weight, Mm. Uh, but that they could both challenge for each other's because one had bulked up and the other had slimmed down. Mm. Um, The the match between them took place at Woking. Uh, It was in 1978. Um, and it's been uploaded onto YouTube by the uh, uh, brilliant British wrestling historian John Lister, 
uh, a very much a, a, a pal of WrestleMe. Um, he's uploaded it from a, uh, a one of the sort of cable TV channels mm. that briefly showed World of Sport. A couple of year periods where they were on. There's a, there's a lovely moment in the middle of it where it cuts to an ad break and Sheila's wheels on that. <laughs> I know. It's almost, oh, Sheila's wheels. Now, because like no advertisers targeted wrestling and these channels were pretty much doing, you know, audiences in the you know, maybe low hundreds, there was no advertising spend. So whenever you used to watch like World of Sport, the adverts in between in the 2000 and, well, this must have been 2004, five, Mm. would always be for companies that just went, you know, well, we'll have those free as well. (laughs) So you'd get over 50s life insurance, (laughs) debt management, car finance, Mm. and that Sheila's Wheels advert (laughs) for car insurance for women. Why are you advertising female-specific Car insurance in the middle, in the middle of, of wrestling, wrestling yeah, that from nineteen seventy eight, doesn't it? Yeah, that is really just like, well, we'll, we'll give you that free. We'll put it in, you know, <laughs> bulk it up. Maybe Bob Carroll G's wife might think <laughs> for a second that Bob Carroll G's is wrestling. It's confusing. Oh, I better get my car insured. Well, it's, it's nineteen seventy eight, so he's he's on the entertainers and Tiz was. Yeah. So is, is Tiz was on this one? <laughs> it's not how it works, you silly bear. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dog, not 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 me. The the what are you doing in there? It's as the dogs do it. <laughs> it really was depressing advertising watching this sort of wrestling because it would come on and you just sort of go, I am a big loser. I am the <laughs> furthest thing from ABC One that television has yeah. ever known. Um, Marty Jones, interesting guy. So he's he, he never, ever had quite that. Within wrestling, people, uh, master wrestler, mm. absolutely brilliant. But he never kind of broke through, certainly to these days, in the way that the other ones did, like your Rocco's, like your, your Fit Finleys as well. Yeah. Um, he was born in Oldham in Lancashire, and he was uh, he, he's slightly boss-eyed. So one of his eyes goes in. But you can never quite tell which one it is because when you think you've got it, you'll notice it's the yeah, other one. one. Got, yeah, it yeah. depends which way he's looking, and mm. then it makes it very confusing. I'm not. I'm not saying he needs to work, yeah, give me a choose system. one. Just choose one. It's up, it's up to him. He can mm. he can live his eye life as as he fit, sees fit. Um, he was bullied at school, and so his dad sent him to uh, a wrestling school while he was just in his early teens to and be he a was... thick, tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, back in those days, he was trained by uh, three legitimate legendary shooters. Mm. So they were the same guys who trained the Dynamite Kid. Um, they were Ted Betley, who um, uh, did train the Dynamite Kid. There's Billy Robinson, who was one of the great shooters of the 70s, had a good um, uh, American career. Uh, and also Billy Riley, who was the owner of the Snake Pit Gym in Wigan, where so many of these brilliant shooters came out of. Right. Um, he debuted in 1972, and he first uh, beat Rocco for a the British light heavyweight title in 1976. And they would continue throughout their careers to have matches against each other for the next 15 years. I think on YouTube, there's one from as late as 1988, uh, only a couple of years before Rocco retired. They had this career-long rivalry. Marty Jones, the thing that he had is he never really had any gimmicks. And I know at the time, you know, you had wrestlers. Rocco doesn't really have a gimmick. Rocco is just a guy who has some stars on a leotard. And when he's in the ring, he often loses his temper and he's too aggressive <laughs> that's his gimmick dynamite kid didn't really have a gimmick he was just i am good at i'm fucking good at wrestling <laughs> was sort of his thing and in real life i'm a horror um, <laughs> and what marty jones sort of lacked is he didn't really sort of have much charisma you wouldn't think that would be a problem because he's so good in the ring but i think it might have slightly held him back uh, he was the first person I ever saw in a main event. So I saw him in Brighton in about 1991 mm. in a match uh, against Fit Finley, which I, if you listen to WrestleMania, I always say, you know, God, I think it was, if, I, if, we, if only I could see one match 
back on video, it would be that match. Because mm. at the time, I'd never seen anything like it. It was so spectacular. That proper world of sport, classic British action with two people who were at the top of their game. He was quite big by this point. He was a heavyweight. Not out of shape, but just much bigger than he is when we see him here. Mm. Fit Finlay was the other uh, big career rival that he had. So basically from the late 80s all the way through to the 90s, his main events with Fit Finlay were all over the country. And they were working at a super, super high level. Uh, he In the 90s, he became a successful landlord uh, at the Angel Pub in Royton near Oldham. Uh, and he is now a trainer. He runs his own uh, training school. And he's done a lot of the um, the NXT UK stars have come through sort of Marty Jones. He does seminars and things like mm. that. He's also trained the nephews of the Dynamite Kid, one of whom looks exactly like his <laughs> uncle. And the two of them are, are spectacular. The way they move is very, very reminiscent of the Dynamite Kid, which is clearly because they are being trained by the, the man who was trained by the person who trained their uncle. So there's right. a nice lineage thing mm. there. <coughs> in his early days, he also trained William Regal. So Marty Jones did a lot of work with Regal when Marty Jones was quite an established star and Regal was just starting out. Um, in his autobiography, Walking a Golden Mile, Regal said he is one of the best wrestlers you'll ever see. It's what we call a great worker. He's wrestled in some of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, he's, he's also got a Twitter account as Marty Jones. Um, he's not been on for a couple of years. Uh, previously, he tweets in all caps, which yeah. is the sort of thing an older, older gentleman yeah, will yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of his tweets would sort of be, um, I've got a sen- seminar coming up, uh, you want to <laughs> get down there. And a lot of them are signed off, all the best, Martin. Um, I took one here, which uh, I did like, which is he'd contacted um, Natty Neidhart, the, um, the Natalia Neidhart, the mm. WWE superstar, when she put up a photo of herself with her dad, Jim Neidhart, the anvil, uh, prior to his dying. And uh, Marty Jones had written, Hi Natty, capitals, would you kindly pass on our, capitals, regards to your dad, capitals, <laughs> and tell him I, capitals, visited the di- di- Dynamy Kid, he's Mr. Uh, yeah, caps, this week and reminisced on our Galgary, caps, Galgary. he means Calgary, oh, right, okay. days, obviously all the hearts and gym, caps, was mentioned. <laughs> Yours in sport, Caps. Yours in sport. Marty Jones UK. Yay. <laughs> Shall I put your mum on? <laughs> so he, he did actually, I mean, he, he had a, a short career in Japan under his real name. He teamed with Andre the Giant. Um, he, he took on a, a lot of tag team stuff, presumably there to, to take the pinfold as well. Mm. But he did briefly work in, in Calgary um, with the Hart family. Never, never quite broke through. So really his whole life was spent just at the top of British wrestling. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, and this match is uh, the 23rd of September 1978. It took place in Woking. And it is, William Regal is saying this is the, the best British wrestling match of all time. Mm. Are you going to disagree with William Regal? <laughs> no, I'm not. It was really good. It was. It was. There's. There were. There were no fuck ups. Nothing was wasted. No botches. It was. It was just from start to finish a really, really solid technical match. And it was. It, it wasn't like you know, obviously big, massive uh, leaps and jumps. But 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 what, once it starts to get the end, it builds and and Rocco. Mm. Some of his flips are fucking insane, and it, some of the flips you don't see ever. Nope. nope. There's it, one where he 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 gets flipped from Mars across the ring and then they do it again and he gets flipped against the turnbuckle upside down. Yeah. And it looks like he's landed right in his head. He hasn't. He's caught himself, but it looks really like he's landed on his he head. He sort of does it. Really a, stiff. As he's really flying, stiff as he comes off the turnbuckle, it's he perfect. sort of does a headstand without yeah. any hands. It's perfect. It's amazing. And now I'd watched a previous battle between the <laughs> two of them and he does that exact same spot in it. And mm. it's spec. Yeah. I do I don't know how it's done. No. I think in the previous one I'd seen there was a monkey flip and he got flipped halfway across the ring and he goes so high in the sky, Rocco, and he lands on his back, but then he bounces up again about three foot. <laughs> just off his back. Yeah. And that can only be just by going, I'm gonna jump so high that when I bounce off the mat, it'll be three feet. There's no way you can make your muscles take you off the thing. No. You just sort of, I mean the sacrifice mm. and it looked spectacular. Mm. I, I loved this match. I mean, the reason I loved it is there is nothing here but wrestling. Mm. And this is two people that the build is amazing. It's just amazing. As it starts off, it all looks legitimate. And it really looks like, you know, it, it, at this time, people are sort of wrestling's all a big fix. But you'd watch this and go, maybe not this one. You know, <laughs> it, they just, they treat it like sport. They're, they're, they're feeling each other out. There's really sort of good arm work at the start. Mm. And it just begins to build and build and build. By the time they get to sort of um, round four, they develops a storyline, which is that Jones's leg is being targeted by Rocco. Mm. <clears throat> and they just keep that going throughout the whole thing. You know, it's n- not just abandoned. It, they don't forget it. It becomes an integral part of the match. The speed that they seem to increase as it goes on 
is a really clever way of just building and building and building. So they begin coming off the ropes. They are going faster than flat out. <laughs> they come off absolutely speedy. When you see stuff like that, you go, why doesn't everybody do it like yeah. this? this really, the answer is you can't. You know, these, these two are really, really good at it. Um, they get, uh, I think the first fall goes to Marty Jones, who does a backslide. And uh, what you see here is the the wonder as well of Kent Walton, who is the commentator. It's a, but it's like a snooker commentary. It's absolutely like so snooker quiet. commentary. You can so you quiet. can picture him at the back with his mic watching it. You know, and he's got that. Uh, and here they are, the two of them <laughs> coming in for this round. It's just such a good way of doing it. The intimacy of it is so mm. wonderful. I mean, he has that thing where um, he does a, a backslide pin, which uh, I think Kent Walton calls a folder. caught him with a folder he says (laughs) and he just goes absolute beauty and i love that whole thing of going what you are watching is two elite athletes performing like an intricate series of of almost like chess-like moves and you've got kent walton just saying well that's absolutely beautiful (laughs) i i could not get enough of it i would love i would love to hear kent walton doing commentary over necro butcher versus samaya <laughs> joe i think it would be so absolutely landed right on his bonds there. <laughs> coming out like thick jammy jam Cask- <laughs> cascading red waterfall from the man's head <laughs> like the way yours rhymes as well really setting yourself up for a difficult commentary job i do kent walton in inappropriate situations and everything rhymes um they they, they just i mean it goes through it's sort of I mean, I watched a previous match uh, mm. that took place in St. Albans. Um, and I don't know whether it's just because I've been to St. Albans and where this happened that I felt like close. I actually thought this was a better match than than the one that, um, that, that William Regal uh, says is the best match of all time. Right. I'm not going to argue about it with him. I'm sure he's <laughs> right. But the one previously, they just seemed to be going even more flat out mm. and what they didn't have with that one is they didn't have the sort of sense of the gravity of it being a title match in this one it was a sort of uh, really a, a thing for you know personal pride yeah and that in wrestling is if you can get a personal pride match together that works take that over a title match that works <laughs> and uh, there were some just great bits in that but what it also suggested is why marty jones isn't talked about in the same way as we talk about rocco and dynamite kid and uh fit finley Mm. is that he just he he slightly has a blank face that is the thing that he doesn't seem to be able to quite emote so people in both matches are very much against rocco but they seem to be more pro marty jones Mm. because he's up against rocco and they're using their pro marty jones to hurt Rocco more because they hate him. I think he slightly gets lost on that side of it. And that's probably why we, you know, we don't talk about him as being, you know, Mark's favourite wrestler. Um, but in this, in this, uh, this St. Albans one that I watched, he has a, a little perm, which thankfully he's not got for the, uh, the title match. He's got a kinky little blonde perm. Um, he just, he, he just sort of shows no emotion. There's a bit at the end where, where Rocco has beaten him. And uh, Marty sort of goes, Listen, Rocco, he says, in his Lancashire sort of flatness, he goes, I'll beat you for once and for all, Rocco. Double championship. Winner takes all. <laughs> and you get right, and there's the ring announcer just turns to him and he says, that sounds like a good idea, Marty. <laughs> like, like he's a sort of slightly slow child. Uh, and there's a bit of push. I mean, th- this does, uh, this ends with, with Marty Jones winning the belt from Rocco. And uh, he, uh, he he actually wins on a count out. 
So he throws Rocco over the top. They yeah. both split a fall, um, and they throw Rocco over the top rope. But oh, badly outside the ring, says Kent <laughs> Walton. And uh, Rocco is counted out in round eight, losing the belt. Um, I suppose that count out finish, even though that was a way that you know you could lose a title in Britain, what it did was it kept Rocco strong. You just sort of went, oh, had it not been for that, he wasn't roundly defeated. Yeah. Um, Marty Jones won both belts, but he immediately gave up the belt he just won. He he kept his light heavyweight championship and gave away the British middleweight one, mm. um, which uh, you might ask yourself, you know, wh- why bother? <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose he wanted to hurt Rocco, and that is the personal Indeed. pride element of it. Um, I I mean I I love this. I I once again I would say you cannot watch enough rollable Rocco. You probably cannot watch enough Marty Jones. He's great in the ring, but there is something, I suppose, if you like the the showmanship of wrestling, Marty Jones is not necessarily your man. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm going off the YouTube comment that was underneath the uh, the, the competition that we watched um, from uh, somebody calling himself Big Daddy. Uh, wow, Martin Rocco is a brilliant fighter. Who was the, who was the other div pot? Never heard of him. Hulk Hogan would kick his head in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that that, I, I mean, maybe they are trying to do a joke about I'm Big Daddy yeah. and that's what Big Daddy would say. I've noticed quite a bit of that in British wrestling circles. Oh, right. There, okay, are, well, lots, there, there are lots of people who, when you'll put up, you know, when you see a, like a Rocco yeah. match, yeah. someone will go, so, um, you know, or is better. Well, not even that. It'll be like Bret Hart fourteen, oh, and they'll go. To be... You think you're so great, uh, Martin Rocco, <laughs> but I will put you in the sharpshooter. Uh, oh, so they. I they... am number one hitman. <laughs> <laughs> so they're writing from the perspective of like a an international WWF star. Uh, yeah, right. it's. I, I don't know what they're hoping for. I, <laughs> I don't know what they're hoping for. Whether whether Rocco is going to get back and say. Oh, you know, you're a big man on the YouTube comment, but why don't you come to this address at 8 p.m. bell time and uh, you and I will be in the main event? You know, they'd absolutely, that would be the worst thing imaginable. Um, British Wrestling is great. I do actually have, uh, from quite a few years ago, a, a DVD of Marty Jones versus Rocco. And it's a big compilation mm. of all, all the, the available matches. Yeah. And, uh, um, it doesn't serve them brilliantly because there is quite a lot of crossover between <laughs> various matches, as you'd expect yeah. when people are not really imagining that people will turn up to Bedford Civic Hall with a camcorder. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, I, you know, look, if you get a chance, just sit down, treat yourself. There are some playlists that will just take you through 20, well, 15 years mm. of these two guys just having matches against each other. And it's just nice to sort of see like people in their corners, like it's a boxing match and, mm. and the one in uh, Marty Jones uh, area it looks like like a Jarvis Cocker kind of nerd. <laughs> he does. It's just very enjoyable. And like the referees back then, obsessed with boots, obsessed with <laughs> what's got happening with their boots. Yeah. Like, what What are they expecting? Like knives on the bottom or something? They always make them check. It the boots. would be fine. It's kind could... of forgotten by like '95. This sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. If the boots. you could go back and sort of go, what is the reason we checked the boots? <laughs> checking and the they boots. went. Do you remember in, in the first wrestling match there was that guy and he just he had a razor blade then. You know, but yeah, obsessed with boots obsessed yeah. with knee pads mm. um, there's a bit where Mark Rocco as well he's given a, a plastic bottle of water and he drinks it it just... looks like it's got turps in it, it those kind of old school 80s bottles that like you just don't see anymore yeah. because they're just... that would have been like a soda stream uh, <laughs> yes. concentrate bottle and it's been you know scrubbed out and given to him but I bet back then you'd have gone this is a very water. this is a top flight sport <laughs> they've given <laughs> him his of, own bottle of water almost two litres and they give it to Rocco he puts it in his mouth he spits it straight onto the canvas there's no bucket no. He just, he just, and he doesn't he doesn't go I'll go do it in the corner he just he just puts it in his mouth and goes right, right <laughs> over the middle of the ring I thought you dirty devil <laughs> um, uh, yeah British wrestling I mean I'm having a massive comeback 
it, with British wrestling mm. at the minute. I can't not watch enough. Um, <laughs> and uh, all I will say is, please, please, if you are going to get into British wrestling, don't also get into British wrestling memorabilia on eBay because right. it's uh, begun creeping up in price and I am losing stuff, which by rights should be mine. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin my Christmas. I want Mark Rocco's water bottle. <laughs> I, I, I was actually watching this and I was thinking, I think, yeah, I would, I would very much buy a Mark Rocco outfit. <laughs> and I, with the tragic events of this year... Keeping an eye open. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess the states will be sold. It's worth saying as well, and you know, we don't we don't do this enough. You talk about how brilliant we are, but we uh, very very much did celebrate Rocco last year, and I'm yeah. so glad we did. He will not have heard it, you know, he wouldn't no. know how to operate a podcast. But I am really glad we were ahead of the curve on that because he is just a, he's such a phenomenal performer. I think you know he's one of absolute best in the world. Mm. Anytime you see him, he is. 30% better than you remember him being, even if you remember him being incredible. Necro Butcher is on notice, Mark. <laughs> Necro Butcher is on notice. I do not want R. to R. buy any Necro of Necro Butcher. Butcher's clothing. Made that clear. Oh, God, imagine the smell. Oh, my word. Oh, it's uh, a pate. Well, this has been another uh, WrestleMemus uh, for Memus. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the fun times we've had. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. I'm presuming we'll have some kind of uh, Christmassy uh, roundup of what's been going on. Oh, yeah, that'll be no. There. The Doubt. newsletter will be there. I mean, mm. I mean, there is a discussion for Pete and I to have off air about how frequently these go out as compared <laughs> to the Patreon. Yes, but that you, you'll have found out by now. Exactly, you will be across that note. You'll be like, oh, I was furious about that. And th- well, this is the moment where it happened. WrestleMemas, <laughs> <laughs> Pete. was a Stakhanov production. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.